You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught from murder. Anyway, skill horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Man, I slept good. How was how was your last night in Yosemite, Jordan? Um, you know, the pine cone on my back wasn't wasn't helping much. Well, why'd you put a pine cone there? Uh, trying to get I back thought support? A little, I thought a little extra cushion beneath the air mattress. That well, you should have just went and like away. rested your head on squatch. That'd have been a better idea. I suppose so. The guy's I big mean, enough to be I mean, in bed. You know. See, like yeah, he you. was. Look, he he would have been down for the cuddles. <laughs> Those are some stinky cuddles, man. I'm, yeah, not, you know, I'm not down. I'm sorry. Yeah, he got a river bath. He got a river bath. A <laughs> river bath. That sounds that sounds sanitary. All right. So everybody, we're, we're wrapping up our series, our, our internet creepy stories series that we've collected um, for our little campfire story segments. Um, Jordan should be almost back. I mean, he's here right now. But we, as we've told you before, he's away right now. We've pre-recorded these to go out. Because Jordan is celebrating his honeymoon. I'm finishing up my honeymoon. <laughs> so he should be getting back, and then we're going to finish October strong with, mm-hmm. with, with some of our, our, our core episodes. If you are new to the campfire, uh, go, go in that backlog. They're all there. We normally will take one big topic, and we'll just spend a whole episode on one one story, one topic, one one idea. Um, this one though, we're just having a little bit more fun. We're just telling some spooky stories that we we've we found on the internet. Mm-hmm. And in case you're wondering, Yosemite's Wi-Fi pristine. It's going real strong right now. <laughs> My battery is at seventeen percent, but we're gonna make it through this. We're gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna do it. All right. So Jordan, you've got a few more stories left than I do. Why don't you kick us off with a couple? Okay. So like I said, I I, I loved I loved where you left off on the last one. We're going to bring it right back with something along the same lines. I don't know why I looked up. But when I did, I saw him there. He stood against my window. His forehead rested against the glass, and his eyes were still and light, and he smiled a lipstick-red cartoonish grin. And he just stood there in the window. My wife was upstairs sleeping. My son was in his crib. And I couldn't move. I froze and watched him looking past me through the glass. Oh, please no. His his smile never moved, but he but he put a hand up and slid it down the glass, watching me. With matted hair and yellow skin and face through the window. That was poorly placed. That should not have been a period. (laughs) And this week on Grammar Campfire. (laughs) Okay. Continue. I'm going to redo that a little bit. Okay. Oh, please no. His smile never moved, but he put a hand up and slid it down the glass, watching me with matted hair and yellow skin and face through the window. I couldn't do anything. I just stayed there, frozen, feet still in the bushes I was pruning, looking into my home. He stood against my window. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Now, I I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. 
they didn't let you know he was outside until the very end, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure I didn't miss anything. Nope. You're, uh, you're up to speed. Okay. First off, that's very creepy, and that, that gets a win. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Barney agrees. That's a win. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm, like, scary, and then I laugh, and then I'm scared again, <laughs> because the description just makes me think of Ronald McDonald. Red lipstick, cartoonish grin, yellow yeah. matted hair. Well, yellow skin and just matted hair. Matted hair. It could be matted red hair like him, but... Could be. Yeah, then I think I'd be even more scared if someone was dressed like Ronald McDonald in my house. And the image of him just, like, stroking the glass while standing there. (laughs) That's not good. No. Whatever I was pruning with would be thrown through that window. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's a creepy one. Yeah. Especially now that I have things to prune. Which reminds me, pruning bamboo is not easy. Probably, especially not with a machete. I'm trying to cut that stuff out of my yard, and I've, like, blistered up my hand, and I've learned a very important lesson. Don't hack bamboo, friends. No? You know what this this is? This is a, a, what is it? What would we we call it? Uh, uh, A PSA from your friendly neighborhood squatch. Friends, when one wants to cut their bamboo, don't just hack wildly at it with the machete. You'll get nowhere and you'll hurt your hand and your back and your shoulders. So when one cuts bamboo, you take it shoot by shoot. Couple hacks, you're good. But if you just whack at that, like you're going to get nowhere quick. How many people in the Sacramento area do you think have to worry about bamboo? Oh, a lot. Really? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't believe how many... How many yards I sprayed that has bamboo? I've heard that it like once it's once it's in, it grows like wildfire. Like oh yeah, that's why I'm trying to cut it out and get rid of it now before it overtakes my new backyard. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no bamboo is nothing. To, <laughs> it's like a Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> bamboo ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that PSA. <laughs> thank you for that PSA. <laughs> All right, do you got one more for us? Oh, I've got a, I've got a couple more. I'm just, I'm just trying to see where you want to place yours. Do, do one more, okay. and then I'll do my last one, and then we'll finish with another one okay. from you. Okay, we got, we got this one called the Black Lagoon. To celebrate their first year in, in university, six friends went camping in the wilderness. After driving for several hours from the nearest town, they discovered. Hey, you think they're at the site, like, like just like five minutes that way? I don't know. I heard some rustling over there. Well, let's and let's see where the story goes, and we'll, quiet all we'll night, find so. out if we want to go say hi. I I I'm definitely not going to say hi. <laughs> Antisocial on top of talking about scary stories. No, thank you. Okay. So, after driving for several hours, several hours from the nearest town, they discovered a lagoon nestled beside a cliff ideal for diving. They set up camp in the woods nearby and spent the evening swimming in the warm, clear water. As the sun sunk below the trees, one of the friends went up to the highest point on the cliff and jumped off, while the other five watched. Their laughter slowly subsided as they waited for him to surface. It only took half a minute for them to dive in after their friend. Struggling and sputtering amongst the reeds in the lagoon, they searched hopelessly for him. Finally, they disentangled themselves and came up, but they never saw their friend again. 
Heartbroken, they returned to the city and passed a strange and lonely year in which their only solace was the knowledge that they would return to the lagoon to honor the anniversary of their friend's death. A year passed, and they returned to the lagoon as their memorial, but as they approached, they saw their friend standing there, head bowed. Excitedly, they called to him and began running towards him, but he didn't turn. As they got closer, they called him more desperately, but still to no avail. With joy, they ran towards him, but stopped dead when they saw not one, but five crosses on the waterside. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist. They were dead all along. But wait, how'd they die? I think that either when they jumped in after the friend, they didn't realize that oh, they died. Oh, like they go in after him and they don't make it out, but he made Somehow it out. Somehow they're all sharing a subconscious, but he didn't make it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's a real Twilight episode. It's real Twilight. Yeah, it was kind of Twilighty. I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got okay. one to break it up? That's, that's a winner. That's a winner. All right, it's my final one. It better be good. I don't remember. <laughs> when I was a lot younger, says this author, maybe about 13 years old, my family and I were vacationing in St. Simmons Island, Georgia. Might be Simone. I don't know. I had an aunt who lived there who, at the time, gave tours of a reportedly haunted lighthouse on the island. Well, one night, she hooked us up and gave us a private tour of the lighthouse after hours, as there was no one else there except for my aunt who was giving the tour. Since the lighthouse was haunted, throughout the entire tour, I was anxiously awaiting some paranormal activity of some kind. Fortunately, nothing remotely paranormal happened. So, my aunt led us out the front door of the lighthouse and turned on the alarm for the night, so that no one would break into the lighthouse. And on a side note, I personally watched her check the lighthouse, turn on the alarm, and lock the doors. Then my aunt con- then my aunt got into her car, parked out in front, while my family and I just decided to walk around a little bit and look at the outside of the lighthouse. That's when I saw it. We were looking up at one of the second-story windows in the lighthouse and saw one of the curtains slightly peel back. I was able to see a sliver of what looked like a woman's face peeking out. For literally a second, I saw one of her eyes and upper forehead, and her skin had a very gray tone to it. Then the curtain snapped shut. At this point, my legs were shaking like jelly, and I turned to my family to see if they had seen what I had just seen. Everyone saw the curtain peel back, but my dad was the only one that saw the woman's face. Anxious to see more, we ran around looking at the other windows of the lighthouse when we caught a glimpse of one of the upper windows from the third floor landing. There was an up-and-down window shade on this floor, rather than a peel-back-like curtain on the other window. All of a sudden, the window shade started going up and down very rapidly. This lasted for almost 30 seconds before coming to a complete halt. But the weirdest part was that knowing the window was above a landing, there was no stairs beneath the window for anyone to stand on to be moving the curtains. We didn't see any more ghosts that night, but we immediately called my aunt, who was already at home by this point. She assured us that no one could have been in the lighthouse because there were sensors inside that would have set off the alarm. Haunted lighthouse. It's when there's no stairs. 30 seconds, though, that's a long time for something weird to be happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it just takes five seconds for me to be like, oh, that was, that was, that was off. But just shades going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I wonder if you can like see her face when like every time it comes up. I feel like they would have mentioned that, but either way, what's what? What do you think would be scarier? Her face there or not? Mm-hmm. Her face there. Like if it slowly faded in. Whew. 
Oh, no, this one, they said, like, it violently happened. So, like, the curtains are just going up and down, up and down. It's not mm-hmm. even, like, blinds that turn. It's the whole curtain. But, I mean, if it was going fast enough, and then you see more of her face every time. Oh, every time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty creepy. Yeah. Still creepy, though. Still so, a haunted lighthouse. That's for sure. Was that a real one again? Mm-hmm. Well, at least yours are real. These are just... Somewhat well made, made up, made well made up ones. Hey, we don't know that. That's I guess that's true. Who's to say? I got time for one or two. Two. Okay. I'm gonna circle back to this other one. Uh, okay. My wife was shaking me quietly. I looked around the cabin. The girls must have gone to bed. The fire had burned down to embers. My glass of scotch was still in my hand. Something is tapping on the porch. Then I heard it too. I grabbed my axe and lit the lantern. I opened the door, expecting a raccoon or a skunk, but instead I found a boy about ten years old. He stared at me petrified for a moment, then bolted down the path through the woods. I gave chase. He was, he was losing me, but I heard him tumble to the ground. I leapt on top of him in a rage. Why were you knocking on my porch? I screamed. My uncles told me to, he stammered. I was no longer angry, but confused. But why? I asked. To get you out of the cabin. I feel bad if anyone has like listened to the first episode of this series and then they just totally dropped off because I really feel like we 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 chucked out all the worst ones on that first one mm-hmm. and they all just got better because everything we complained about the and them being bad in the first one yeah they have they have these have rose to the occasion yeah those punchlines are getting in there that's ter- it's it's hard to call them a punchline De- deadline <laughs> you can trademark it yeah <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's a good one. That's another short one. To okay. get you outside. I got one more that I that I just I kind of just read through, and uh, we, we, it's good for both of us. But I like that that one felt older. Like I like the new ones, the modern ones of things that happen. But also like the there there's some good ones from like you know the pioneer days mm-hmm. that you don't hear as much anymore. Yeah. And the, the whole light. Let me light the lantern real quick. It's like, like what do you do at that point? You've got the kid. You got the axe. He tells you. Didn't he say it was? Hey, he took his axe outside. Yeah, he's got. He, his he's axe. ready. I appreciate that. But is that so the uncles can come get him, or so that the uncles could have gotten into the house that they were waiting outside of? Oh, it's for sure to get in the house. So they were already there. Like, so you run back and you don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, at least he's strapped. He's ready. Like, he's strapped. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what they're strapped with though either. I mean, you got it. I don't know. I got a goosebumps. <laughs> good. Okay. All right, hit me with this la- this next one. I won't say last one yet, but this next one. This one's called 1001. Candles in the wind. <laughs> the Moors are having a baby. Oh, how cheerful. Starts well enough, yeah. Um, I glanced up from the table, surprised. They got the okay? My husband nodded. The paperwork came in today, so I heard. He lowered his eyes in sorrow. Poor Joanna. She's only 53, I breathed. A bead of sweat dripped down my brow, landing on the cool concrete floor of the bunker. I tried to remind myself to be thankful for this place, this concrete tomb, but it grew more difficult each day. Perpetuum Technologies, the company that sprung up just in time for the largest nuclear war in the world, had designed the vault to sustain 1,000 people for as long as it took the surface to be inhabitable again. Exactly 1,000 people. Oh, and that's it? That's it. So that means poor Joanna. I'm assuming 
probably the uh, the oldest in the uh, in the bunker. Oh no! You get killed off. Uh, see, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm giving Squatch. Squatch, do you feel me on this one? Cause see, there was. I felt like it, it, you had a build up, and then it just let down. Yeah, there wasn't exactly a a deadline per se. Cause like you you got there, it's like yeah, there's just enough for a thousand people. And then they left it alone. And it's like, yeah, but, like, what happens next? Like, there's no, con- like, we don't know the consequences. Like, are they getting thrown outside? What, what's going on? Well, I mean, you get the the beginning of the story. There's a new baby. Yeah. So. That's what I mean. So now we're, oh, like, we have too many. So what happens to that 1,001 person? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know, is it, like, is it the baby? Is it the person? Is it the. That kind of leaves we open. Don't, we don't know the victim. We don't know nothing. Yeah, we don't know where... Oh, it says poor Joanna, indeed. Yeah, I mean, so, I guess it kind of leads you to assume they're going to... So I don't know if Joanna's the mom of the baby or if Joanna's the 53-year-old. Oh, she's only 53. Okay, so she's the 53-year-old. So yeah. they kill off the oldest person. <laughs> but we don't know if she's the oldest person. She, we just know she's the one getting a baby. So maybe they're trying to kill her. I don't know. There's, so there's too many questions this one. Too many questions yeah, to this one. Yeah, because we don't know if it's Joanna Moore or not. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hard when they're so short, short and sweet. You gotta do one more for us. Finish strong. Okay. Any day now, she'll say her first words. My wife and I have been playfully betting on what she'll say first, Mama or Daddy. I can hear my wife crooning over and over while she feeds her Mama's little girl. Mama loves you so much. Sometimes she's not even subtle about it. Say Mama. Come on. Say Mama. I don't mind it, though. I still believe I'll win. When we first brought her home, she would scream and cry and nothing my wife would say could calm her down i knew just how to hold her to help her fall asleep our daughter was a daddy's girl my wife needed all the handicaps she could get i sit our daughter in her chair and my wife and i begin babbling like chickens mama daddy say mama who's daddy's baby i pull the gag from our little girl's mouth please what do you want from me please let me go my wife's smile falls from her face with a heavy heart, I put the gag back in as the girl starts to scream. I take her back to the room, locking her in and shutting the lights off. When I return, I find my wife crying. It's okay, honey, I tell her. The next one will be better, I promise. You demented. Hey, <laughs> right. I think that's a good one to end, end off on. It wasn't really like uh, many of the other ones. Short and sweet. Short and evil. Yeah, you don't expect that one. It kind of one kind of comes up to to bite you in the middle there. Yeah, I was expecting like it to just not be mom or dad, but to be some like it be an actual baby saying mm-hmm. something weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> creepy. Oh my god, I don't know why I laugh at creepy stuff. <laughs> to shake off the fear. I guess so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Okay, so that was just a sad squatch because of how. <laughs> how no, no, that was that was a good squatch. Sad squatch is squatch. You're extra smelly today. I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just had to show Jordan. Well, we uh, we'll get him, we'll get them all cleaned up when we get him back. We'll home. get him an extra s'more before we go. That was our last day, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to say say bye. But yeah. we'll, we'll come. We'll we'll make our way back. That was so weird. <laughs> You stuck on it? It's, people are weird. Like, we talk about scary things all the time, but people really, like, people are the scariest thing. Yeah. The capacity. Yeah. Yeah.
And that's why we don't do true crime. Uh-huh. <laughs> of the many reasons we don't do true crime. Yeah, but there's some sadistic real stuff that goes on out there. But, but that's been our little Yosemite trip. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of food. Yeah, I'll be back soon, guys. <laughs> lots of lots of pairs of changed boxers because of the stories. Uh-huh. Lots of cleaning squatch. <laughs> lots of cleaning squatch. But after this, we'll be back at it again. Jordan will be back. I mean, he's here right now, but again, he'll be back. Yes, sir. So thanks you for hanging along with us. We're coming into this Halloween special. Just, yeah. If you guys want to contact us, please, creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know how you feel about the show. Let us know how you felt about this little mini-series that we did to tie you over till Jordan got back. Mm-hmm. And if you have any show ideas, anything you guys want to hear, shoot them on over. If you have any weird stories yourself, tell us. We'll even tell them on the air if you give us permission. Yeah. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear them. So... Yeah, hit us up, creepycampfirepodcast, gmail.com. And let's try to keep growing the show. We've hit all 50 states now. We're in like 30 countries or something like that, I think. But let's really try to like, we've went far, but now I want to go deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's grow the family. We've got to cross. We need to go up. So please, just take a second, share us on social media. If you like the show, share it. You never know who else is going to like it. And then you guys can crack up together like, hey, did you hear that last episode? Like, yeah. Now you, now you got a fun bar conversation. Oh, you're, yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Creepy Campfire <laughs> Podcast. Uh, if you like our logo, thanks to the, the, the magical Joshua Machola. I don't know why he's magical, but uh, he, he is. made that amazing man. logo for us. You mm-hmm. guys can have that on anything that you want, almost. Uh, anything from shirts, pillowcases, aprons. I don't know why I'm always stuck on those things. Campfire or camping mugs, especially water bottles, you name it. You can probably get it printed on there. Slap it on your uh, scary movie approved adult diaper. Yep, that's <laughs> it. Then that's going to be on um, Spreadshirt. So if you just Google Creepy Campfire Podcast and Spreadshirt, our store will likely pop up. If you're listening on iTunes, I'll have that link in the description. And if you really want it and you just, for some reason, Google's hating, just email us. I'll happily send you the link, get you hooked up with some swag. So I think that about does it for this. I think about wraps it up. I think we'll call the, call the little camping series. And until next time, everybody. Wait, do you have any announcements before you go? I'm going to miss you all greatly. I Even though the very next episode you'll be back. Yes, that's true. I just, uh, we're, I mean, it's, and we've had little gaps here and there. It's been, it's been mm-hmm. a year. We've had a lot of, a lot of stuff happen. Homes and jobs and life, uh, life, getting married. But I'll be gone for a couple weeks, and then I will be right back, and we'll be back to the grind. I will be married, married, and yeah, flashing that new ring, flashing that new ring. That's right. No, <laughs> flashing that new wifey. There you go. There you go. Not flashing her. I. That's that's something else. Entirely. That's that's yeah. We're gonna leave that there. <laughs> yeah. So while while we start getting the tent put together, we just want to take another opportunity to thank you guys and remind you. Till next time, everybody. Stay, Stay toasty. toasty.